You're listening to The Shelter, Stories of Redemption. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please visit ProvidenceRescueMission.org. Now, here's your host, Michael David. Hey guys, Michael David here. We are at the Providence Rescue Mission for another installment of The Shelter, a podcast where we talk about the story of the redeemed. Today we have a great story from Bobby. How are you doing today, Bobby? Very good. Bobby, you know, I want to hear about your story. Now, you were just talking. You're from the Greenwood area in Warwick, Rhode Island. Yes. Yep. So, tell me your story. Like, so, what happened? Tell me your story. Um, well, basically, when I was a oh, kid. Go up to the microphone. When I was a kid, you know, teenager growing up, I didn't drink. Yep. I hated alcohol. Okay. Um, you know, the smell of it. Um, you know, due to my old man and, you know, the way we, you know, the way we were brought up, you know. But, um... Long story short, God, God willing, I, uh, I, I just um, I fell into um, Christianity at the age of 14. I was, a, I, I was born an Irish Catholic, St. Rosalima on, on Main Avenue in Warwick. And um, my sister Nancy took me to Warwick Assembly of God on Sandy Lane ah, in Warwick. I've been there before. And it was Pastor Piper back then. I'm not sure. He's, I don't even know if he's still around. God bless him. Sure. But um, yeah, uh, I was going to say, um, and I, you know, I became a Christian, you know. I, 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 now, how old are you at this point? I was uh, 14 going on 15. Great. And um, I, you know, of course, I took, you know, took right to it. I'm like, wow, yeah, this is a lot different than Catholic. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And more related to God, you know, and yeah. like, closer to him, I felt, you know. So I stayed with it. But at the time, I was... But at the time, I was, um, you know, 14 years old, roller skating every weekend at Riverdale Roller Skating Rink on Friday and Saturday nights with the guys, you know. The babes were digging us, and we were digging the babes. You know what I mean? That's I that back it. then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got, so Dave calls me, Dave Messier, who I love. He's a very good friend of mine. I met him in the seventh grade at Lockwood. And uh, he said to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to a coffee house. It was Friday night's coffee house at the, at the church. And uh, he said to me, what do you mean coffee? You're going to church for coffee. You know, come, come to Riverdale. I'll get your coffee. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. girls want to see you, you know. Haven't been into... The guys are digging the girls. The girls are digging the guys. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the babes were digging me, and I wasn't there. <laughs> I was digging them, but I was searching for the Lord. There you go. So what happened was, uh, how do you want to say it? Um, peer pressure. I ended up. You know, back with the guys and the babes and, you know, having fun on the roller skates and da-da-da-da. Well, I backslid many times. Backslid many times in my life. And uh, I can honestly say that this time, I, 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 thank, I thank Jesus so much for, like, really basically waking me up. This is the first time in my life, and I'm 60 years old, just turned November, and... Uh, November first is my birthday, All Saints Day, believe it or not. <laughs> are you one? And, uh, are, you, are you one of the saints? Huh? Are you one of the saints? I, I hope I'm going to be one day. <laughs> I would say that right now. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. let's work on it a little bit. But uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I uh, just um, got back into I got back into Christianity, and this time. I like you know you think you realize about backsliding and what you've done and you know like how many times have you turned your back on the Lord and he oh he's always there for you oh yeah always so what do you when you say backsliding so you're 14 15 yeah. 
when you say Baxton, what 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 did you what backslide? What do I mean by that? Yeah, I know what you mean, but like, what did what did that mean for you? What were you doing that was so backslidden? Ah, uh, smoking weed, you know, playing with girls, you know, you know what I mean, just you know, kid stuff, you know. Yeah. But, but like, not nothing a parent would approve of. Correct. <laughs> uh, you know, my mother wasn't happy at all. Believe me. Yeah. A poor woman. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, she should have been an angel, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she um, you just um. I, I'm, I, what I'm trying to say is I'm here at the mission, you know, and uh, Providence Mission. I am, and I'm proud to be here. I'm glad, I'm grateful to be here because for the first time in my life, I've actually got a Bible in front of me, and I'm reading parts of the Bible. We'll get into that in a minute. And I just, I mean, I'm actually comprehending it and remembering some of it, like, for the first time in my life. And it's, it's like, it's, it's like a... It's not only a wake-up call. It's to me. It's like, okay, listen. Now I got you, and I'm not letting go. Of you. It's almost like you actually understand what you're reading. Oh, I. Uh, well, uh, uh, some of it I don't, but yeah. you know, just, oh, yeah, a lot of it I do. But I it's, do. it's starting to feel real to you. Exactly. I mean, it's more like I, I am. I have never been excited to go to bed early with my Bible, with my light on, and I could stay up all night, and I have. I've done two, two nights since I've been here. Okay, I I have stayed up all night, put the Bible down about five o'clock in the morning. So you gotta, let me get an hour or two, you know, before seven o'clock, you got to get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about it. But, you know, about 6.30, you fall asleep, you get waking up, oh, you know. <laughs> so needless to say, I went one night without reading at all. I slept yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. right after supper until the morning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to make up the sleep. But uh, no, it's, it's it's exciting for me. It's I look forward to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, whatever we're going to do for chores, whatever's going to be done, when, you know, we're going to load a truck. Come on, let's do this. Let's get it done. Because when we get done, I'm going in and laying down with me my Bible. That's awesome. And uh, they, two, of the, two of the guys here were calling me Bible Man. Nice. Because every time they walk by me, I'm on my bed with the Bible in front of me. That's awesome. And um, I mean, I have read, let's put it this way. I've been here since the 9th of, of January. January, which is about, and right now it's January 30th. 30th. So you were here about just about a month. Almost. Yep. Yeah. And um, I got to be honest with you. Probably going to blow your mind, but I have read and I've memorized it, but I, I started with Luke. Don't ask me why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started with Luke. I went to John and I went to Acts. And from Acts, I went to Romans. And when I got to Romans, I started reading Romans. I got to about chapter three and I went, wait a minute. I want to go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I wouldn't do this in order. Yeah. So I put it on hold, drew the anchor, <laughs> put back, and started it, Matthew. And for the first time in my life, again, for the first time in my life, when I got to Matthew, my page turned, you know, like because of the way my hand came off the other side, and I saw the New Testament. And I thought, oh my God, I never knew that Matthew was the beginning of the new test, I mean, it was big to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some people are like, yeah, and what else? So what else is new? But you know, I mean, I didn't realize that, and it was big to me, you know. But um, I'm on uh, Mark now, nice. and I've been through Matthew. I'm on Mark, and um, I'm, you know, I'm really trying, and um, it, it's it's exciting. It's like, um, what did he do next? What did he? And the way he, you know, the way he answers, um, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. He says that many times in the, in the mm -hmm. New Testament. I, you know what I mean? And um, 
And to tell you the truth, what, what he comes out with is, uh, I'm trying to remember, see, I'm getting, I'm getting all excited. No, but it's funny because like it tells it, you, God will always tell you the truth. Yeah. You might not like the truth, exactly. but he'll tell you the truth. Oh, absolutely. So to bring this back into context, to see where you came from. So you're from Warcord Island. You're 14, 15 years old. Um, you went to a little bit of weed. You were um, some drinking, hanging out with the babes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I started drinking you know, in my 20s, and um, I really did. And, um, you know, I... Um, you know, I was pounding them hard before I was 30. Yeah. And my first time in a rehab was High Point okay. in North Kingston. And um, it's, well, I don't know what it is now. It's had changed names like yep. three times since sure. then. Um, but anyway, I went there in ni- May of 91 and uh, sold my boat to be in there. Me and Ray Petrangelo had a boat. Wait, so you, sold, so, so that. I was paying cash to go there. I didn't have any insurance. Wow, so you literally had a... 50 a day. <laughs> a day? Mm-hmm. So you sold your boat. And stayed there 19 days and ran out of money. To yeah. save your life, pretty much. Basically, 19 days of it, I was sober. I was there. So was alcohol pretty much your demon? Or was it drugs? Al- it was uh, alcohol. I started with beer. And uh, that wasn't enough. So I started playing with vodka. Sure. Both. You know what I mean? Like I take uh, vodka sip. takes dedication. I tried vodka before. I can't do it. I, 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 in all honesty, Lord forgive me. In all honesty, before I came in here, and I'm not bragging, I was getting like a handle at 8:30 in the morning when they opened Thorpe's wow. Liquors in East Greenwich. Wow. I was living on the waterfront. Yep. Okay. Not the last couple of months before New Year's, but it doesn't matter. I was, you know, I was in and out, in and out, and been in and out of sober houses. Yep. Okay. So living on the waterfront, I'd be there at eight thirty in the morning, and I'd be there at five minutes to ten at night because before they closed, I needed more, and I hit them during the day too. Wow. So I'd start with a handle, get two like two points, three points, when and you, then at five or ten, go in and handle. get two more points to make the night. Wow. Yep. So. No, do you, were you doing drugs at the same time too? Or was it just um, drinking? I was, I was, uh, occasionally uh, smoking cocaine. Okay. Um, weed was, you know, okay. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but I smoked so much weed that, you know, at this point, well, now they get the hydro stuff. You know, they, they mean they're, they're high tests now. They're, you know, modern yeah. technology. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean? you don't have sticks and seeds anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say? I, um, I just didn't really care for the weed, but. You know, I would occasionally smoke the coke, you mm-hmm. know, and let's face it, it's an expensive habit, Yeah. you know. And yeah, I dabbled with my money a few times, you know what I mean? And everybody kind of like went around. But I finally got away from that. Yeah. I got them away from me, let's put it sure. that way, because I lived on the waterfront. And, um, well, how, old were, and how old were you when you were in the rehab the first time? Say it again. When you went to rehab the first time? First time I smoked weed, I was 14. And when you went to alcohol help? help I alcohol. would say I started hitting it about... I'm on 24, something like that. Maybe, maybe before, very little before. Now I know I didn't drink at my wedding, and I got married at 22. All I had was a glass of champagne with my ex-wife. Now, your parents were they alcoholics? Did they drink? The old man, yes. Um, ma, no. Ma, ma, ma had three wine coolers a year. It was a miracle. Now, did your parents? Did they? Did your father know you had an alcohol problem? Later on in life, yeah. Did, uh, now, did you learn from him about drinking? No. Well, what happened was El- my, Ellen, my ex-wife, she cheated on me, and, um, and I lost everything. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as wrong as wrong as it is to say, with the, you know, being right here in the, in the Lord's house, 
um, I worship the ground she walked on. Yeah, and, and that's uh, and to be honest with you, I think I think I think that's tr- very common. I think yeah. a lot of guys love their wife so mm-hmm. much, and yep. they want to be that good husband. Mm-hmm. They're like, "That was me." You're like, "Babe, whatever you want." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna say no because I want you, it's whether because we're insecure. Because like, I'll be honest with you, I have a beautiful wife. You know, mm-hmm. I always say I married up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I think, well, first of all, I think if you're a guy and you marry down, it's a bad thing. But you guys should always marry up. But my wife is beautiful. And I, and I say to myself, if I ever lost if I ever lost her, I don't know who I would get. Because to me, she's like the perfect wife that I have. Right. So I think our natural inclination as husbands is to be like, I'll, I'll, I'll use a car analogy. We have, you have a 66 Corvette. Nice. You love it. Nice. Cherry red. Leather seats. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to lose this thing. So I'm going to treat this thing like the best thing in the world. I'm going to wash it twice a week. I'm going to vacuum it every other day. And we kind of take that same mentality with our wife. We're like, I have a beautiful wife. I'm going to treat her special every She's day. She's your baby. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. when you get to the point where like, whatever you want, let's do it. Yeah. So I, I totally get what you're saying. So when, when that happened, um, I really, I mean, when I was about 28, I really started pounding beer, Budweiser. Yeah. I mean, pounding. Um, so this when is I, after you got divorced. Right. I yep. got, yeah, I got divorced when I was 27. I yep. got married at 22. Any kids? Uh, 23. Uh, yeah, Bobby and Carol. Yep. Nice. Yep. My son's 37. From my daughter's this, 35. Now, were they from this marriage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only, yeah. Me and Ellen are the only two. Yeah. Sure. Well, she's had a, another d- a daughter after that, but, you know, with a different marriage. But anyway, um, no, I only have two kids, Bobby and Carol. Sure. And um, was I going to say, I, mean, I love them dearly. I do. I miss them. But um, uh, was I going to say, uh, so my brother, back, back to High Point, my first time in rehab. Sure. My brother came to see me, brought me a cotton of cigarettes. And we sat at the table, and he's smiling, he's shaking his head. I said, what? He said, oh, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're here. He said, but I do have to tell you something. I said, what's that? He said, Bob, when we first started drinking, or when you first started drinking, and we started drinking together, you know, because he's seven years older than me, he said to me, you were drinking one to my two. He said, and that was what, a few years ago, before you really started pounding them, you know? And he was like this, he goes... And before you came in here, you were drinking about four or five to my one. Wow. And he was right. That's crazy. Like th- that woke me up. Yeah. But did not stop me. Yeah. You know, and that's what's sad. It didn't stop me. You know what I mean? You know, I kind of like, p- part of it was a compliment. Part of it was an insult. Part of it was uh, a challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think, you think five to one was something. Like, come on, let me drink eight to nothing. Eight to one with you. You know, I mean, it was the wrong way to be, you know. Now, you're, so you're in the rehab. Now, two things. Were you working at the time? Yes. What were you doing? Um, I worked with uh, Electric Boat and Quonset. Um, you know, general dynamics. You had a great job. And I was there from uh, February, uh, I don't know if it was 82 or 83, believe it or not, but um, I left in the summer of 88, and I, you know, I'm not, I mean, uh, we all do foolish things. I would have a pension and a half today if I stayed there. Oh, you didn't retire from there? 
Excuse me? You didn't retire from the boat, electrical boat? No, I, t- I was told I can get a five-year pension, but w- whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I was there like eight years. Five, That's a so, great job. Yeah, so, um, and uh, not eight years, six years. But yep. anyway, um, was I going to say? I um, uh, left there and got into floor covering. And, um, you know, I mean, like, I, I just... I love to do floors. I really do to this day. You know what I mean? It's like my big, you know, when I come over to your house to meet your wife and, you know, we come over for supper, I'm staring at, your, you know, your tile. I'm looking around. You know what I mean? And it's just something, you know what I mean? It's like a, a, a car salesman. Oh, yeah. First He's going to see cars. Uh, you know, a, a real estate agent. He's looking at every house. So it's a funny story. So <laughs> my profession is photography. Wow. So, so I've been doing photography since I was about 20 years old. Good deal. And I was going to be a pastor originally, but God's like, you know something, you should be a photographer. So I have been a photographer. So whenever I'm walking with my wife and I see a photographer, my wife and I could be having a conversation. You don't hear a word she said. And all of a sudden I'm like this. <laughs> That's a Nikon D750. Da, 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 da. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what he's carrying. And my, he wife's, and my wife's like, Mike, I'm right here. I'm like, well, yeah, I know you're here, but I'm looking at that camera over there. <laughs> so God bless you. Yeah. So you were 14 when you got saved. And then once 28 happened, your wife cheated. You had a couple kids in that time as well. Well, I get divorced at 28. You were divorced at 28, but, but then between... T- the, in your twenties, oh, twenty-seven, you were, I, yeah, twenty-seven. But in your twenties, you were married, two kids, divorced, mm-hmm. and then into rehab. Yep. So twenty, your your twenties was a pretty eventful time. So here's my question for you: Where's where was God? Where was your relationship with Christ at that time? On and off. That's why I was backsliding. I was fighting it. Yep. I was. In other words, I'd go to um, I'd go to rehab. Um, never did uh, sober houses back then. I have since then, but. Um, I just uh, I'd go to rehab and I'd come out and I you know I'd probably make it what, two weeks a month I mean I don't even know sometimes three days sometimes I got out and went right to the liquor store yeah I yeah, mean, yeah yeah it's just it was a very very confusing um, Satan had the reins oh yeah on me you know what I mean so I'm I mean, a huge believer many, yes so Satan. many times I have said Jesus rebukes you Satan Jesus rebukes you Jesus rebukes you Satan and, knows your weakness and and then ten minutes later yeah feeling guilty as sin looking won't even look up at the sky cracking a beer and taking a sip yeah so like, it's almost like Satan gets that knife finds your the hole in your body that's your weakness. Gets that knife and just digs and oh, yeah. digs yep. and digs. That's until, a fact. Yep, until you like literally are on your knees saying mm-hmm. whatever you want. What it just let's just let's just give in to the temptation. Mm-hmm. And then after, so my when I was younger, probably in my twenties, teenagers or twenties, I was in, I was into porn, and it was I wouldn't say it was an addiction where I did it every single day, but I remember the guilt. After you did it, because as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, we know right mm-hmm. from wrong. God yeah. gave us the ability to say, this is right, this is wrong. Right. And I remember the guilt and I remember the temptation because let's just face it. The world is filled with images and things of that nature. And with alcohol, the world is filled with alcohol is tied to a party, tied mm-hmm. to a good time, tied to it's tied to a feeling. Mm-hmm. So the temptation is all around us in the world we live today. Yep. So I can I definitely can understand where you're coming from with that temptation and then the guilt after. Oh yeah, the, well the you know, guilt of, of you know just buying you know going into the liquor going into the liquor store mm-hmm. you, you're guilty 
you know, you feel guilty. Yeah, you I was just well, telling, you are guilty. Well, I was just telling someone. <laughs> yeah. um, Nice of the Lord. I was telling someone today. I go, you need to understand what your trigger point is. You need to understand is that I can't go there because if I go there, there's a very good chance I'm going to fall. And um, you're going what? You're gonna fall. Like I'll fall. Like okay. for instance, if you went into a liquor store today, yeah. there's a possibility that you, it might not go so well. When did when did that come to a realization? Did you ever get to the realization at what time it was like, hey, listen? What time? What? Did you ever get to a, a realization where it was like, I can't go to a liquor store because if I go to a liquor store, I'm gonna fall. I got to a point where I would um, I get a friend to go for me. Yep. Um, most of the time, I'd wait wherever we were hanging out or my my, my apartment or wherever I was sure. renting at the time, and um. You know, like, just wait till they came back. Or i take a ride to the liquor store with you, but you're going in. You know what I mean? How was your relationship with your kids at this point? Huh? How was your relationship with your kids? Uh, my relationship with my kids has been tough. Um, is it because and, of the alcohol? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And the coke. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I never, ever, ever thought I would be uh, the type of man that wouldn't be able to, number one, be divorced, number one. And on top of that, being you know, paying child support and not being able to pay it because you drank and smoked too much, and you put gas in your boat. So basically, it's, you basically, you, it's you know what I mean. And and you know, it's like I I just like totally. Now I didn't turn my back on them. I I, and I of course I love them. I still do, but it was it was I caused um, a lot of our our downfall mm-hmm. between us. So you and, didn't you um, didn't you didn't turn your back on them, but you also didn't choose them first over things. No, in other words, in other words you chose the alcohol yeah, I first. Yeah, I was I was what what it was was I uh, should have been a Lonely Hearts director. Really, yeah. I could do it very well. And um, you know, I when you mean, say Lonely Hearts, what do you mean? No, in other words, you know, poor me. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, you know, you know, I'm not married anymore. I don't have a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, a- anybody can do that with themselves, and that's Satan again, right yeah. there, making you, you know, f- you know what I mean? But um, was I going to say? Uh, I just, um, I re- I regret a lot of our relationship, and I'm hoping and praying that someday, you know, with the with the help of Lord Jesus Christ, that I'm going to be able to sit down with them one at a time. And just really, you know, tell it like it is. Yeah. Talk about it, you know. So, you're, but anyway, I got, yeah. I, I did, I did end up going to jail for back child support. Did you really? Yep. And um, they put me in work release, and <laughs> I was working for. I, I started my own floor covering business when I was uh, twenty nine. Yeah. Martin floor covering. That was nice. me. Yeah. And um, I had to go to work for a carpet store, which was. Uh, Carpet Village, Coventry. George only owns it. Oh, I know Carpet. I know Carpet Village. I, yeah, I live there. in. I yeah. live in Coventry. Okay. Right on Tayo Cave. Uh, okay. I mean, my sister lives on uh, Briar Point. Yeah, yeah. So, I know exactly where that is. So, um, yeah, I know Coventry pretty well. So, um, I mean, I went to work for George for ten dollars an hour. Wow. <laughs> That's like um, you going to Dunkin' Donuts today. And them giving you five seventy five an hour for hourly wage, you know, for, you know, in other words, what's 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 minimum wage right now? Eleven something? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? But them giving you five seventy five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in other words, you, you want to talk about serving coffee? Yeah. I can make it. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> get it. It's like taking the professional and I, being like, okay, you're going to not be the professional. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be your boss. I'm going to pay you a quarter of what you would actually get paid. Mm-hmm. And another sad thing that's very true that Bob, Bobby Martin has to admit, and I, it, I do, I hang my head to this, but in moments like that at $10 uh, an hour, how old was I? 94, 33, 34 years yeah, yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, 33, you know, because my birthday's at the end of the year. But anyway, uh, I, I thought to myself, you know, how I just said to you, I not only make, I'm not only uh, serve coffee, I can make it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Okay, along with that, my book, my, my case of my, you know, profession, it was, I should own this, and you should be working for me. Yeah, I can, I can understand that because... And I'll pay you $10 Yeah, because once you get to that point where it's like, okay, I have a successful business, and then it mm-hmm. gets taken away from you, mm-hmm. and then you put back into it, it's like, you start being like, what are you... You're looking at the person who owns it, it's like, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That Like, you shouldn't be... Like, you start critiquing everything that they do because you think you can do it better than they can. Right, right. And I, and I just... Um, I hang my head because I, um, I was very, um, very sarcastic back then, very cocky, and uh, with my life and the way I treated people, not customers, but just, you know, once I got off work, I was, you know, I walked around with an attitude. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, what really, really worked on me, which is nobody's fault but me, Bobby Martin's fault, is those moments where I said, you know, I, like I could buy this store and you'd be working for me, it's true. Yeah. Because the money I made from the age of uh, 29 to 33, if I put that money together, um, I'd probably have about five houses, be living in one and renting four out as wow. a full-time landlord. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And I'm talking two and three tenement houses, duplexes do on you, that side. Do you and regret, one of my own. Do you regret the time you spent because it kind of took away from that like you weren't able to do that or what say that again was i what now would you were you not able to do that or invest in those houses or invest in that lifestyle you wanted to do because of your alcohol or yeah my my lifestyle was alcohol cocaine um occasionally weed um i sing you know i was hitting the clubs and um you know i've been singing since i was seven years old and i'll never stop and um i mean i just um I just I, I I chose the wild life over now, everything. How did, how does it affect your relationships with your ex-wife? Uh, we don't speak. No. How about no. you? How about your parents at the time? How did it affect your relationship with your parents at that time? My, my relationship, my past. Parents. Oh, parents. Yeah. The um, well, they're, they're both deceased now. Well, no. During the time you yeah. were going through um, this, like, how was your relationship? Was, um, that, that's a that's a, a subject I don't want to really Sure, discuss. that's fine, that's fine. But my mother should have been an angel. She yeah. raised all six of us. Sure. Um, alone, you know. Um, the oldest at the time being 16, who today is six, seven, 69. Sure. She's nine years older than me. And, um, you know, I got four sisters and one brother. And, um, you know, I love them all. I do daily. And um, I'm just hoping that someday that we can all be... You know, like, after mom passed, well, mom got sick. She got uh, dementia for the last seven, seven and a half years of her life. And before that, it was like we always got together. You know, like family outings and this and that, you know? Now, I haven't been to a Martin dinner in 
Four years. Four holidays have gone by. Really? Yeah. And the reason for that, which is everybody's probably thinking, why? My sister Kathy and I got into a real bad argument. I got accused of something I didn't do. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't steal her jewelry. You know what I mean? And um, I just, uh, I lost it, you know? And my brother was like, I can't have you both here. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not doing pawmies right now. But I am definitely, and the other five can back this up, I am definitely the black sheep of the Martin family. Sure. You know what I mean? And I, I chose that. Yeah. I made myself that black sheep. Uh, you know, not knowing I was doing it at the time, but today, as an adult, with a real mind, yes, it was me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did it all. You know, I mean, I, um, the money I made subcontracting, they got to the point where, like, Bob, you should have everything. You know what I mean? But you gave it all away to drugs. I, I remember my alcohol. mother said to me one time, she said, Bobby, you, if, if you did it right, you'd be able to buy an airplane. So you, you know, and we laughed. So you smoked and drank it all the way? Oh, yeah, I was partying. I was, it was all partying so, and, uh, you know, bad, but... So let's talk about something else. And you can, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. Say it again? Let's talk about something else here. And if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But I think it kind of goes along with the, your life, because your life has been a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Health-wise. Mm-hmm. Can, do you want to go into that at all? Um, how? I, what do you mean? How my health? Correct. Um, well, thirty some odd years of floor covering. Let's put it that way. Can't? Did um, you say you had cancer at one time? I have cancer. Yeah, I how do. Did, how did that happen? Um, I don't know. It's prostate cancer, and it's stage two. I've had two um, two biopsies, and the second biopsy showed that you know it spread. Um, and um, I really hope being here at the mission. I can get these things done. I don't have, I know a lot of people are mind blown with this one. I don't have any rotator cuffs left in my shoulder. How the heck did that happen? Okay. I've had, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, rotator cuff surgery. Sure. I've had that. That's past tense. And uh, Dr. Alfred at West Bay Orthopedics, you know, he I took an x-ray and he came in and he said, Bob, you know, I got to send you to a specialist that, you know, the shoulder specialist, you need replacements. I said, say that again? He said, you need replacements. I said, wow. I said, how am I moving my shoulders, you know, my arms, if I don't have rotator cuffs? I can't go up. That's it. I can't reach up in the cupboard for a, a cup of coffee. I have to push the other one up. Oof. And it hurts to do that. And um, I, just, I just got tingles in my... Oh, uh, man, I'm telling you, I mean, uh, my knees, uh, let me see, let's do this in order. August the 90, October 93, college, torn college, I'm using the knee kicker. Um, I mean, you know, and at the time, I've been, you know, I've been doing it a few years. Um, <laughs> needless to say, I mean, I subbed for Ruggieri's, I subbed for GCO, Georgia Coppola, like color tiles, yes, I, they all knew who I was. Yeah. And I was, you know... I, I never kept all my eggs in one basket. Which is say. smart. Which is very smart. I, my, I have my in own other business words, too. I didn't. I didn't work for just. Of course, you know. Yeah. I, I could have stayed with just for Jerry's, or I could have stayed with just GCO, or I could have stayed with you know. You know what I'm saying? But if something happened and that job canceled that day, no problem. I'll just go to Jerry's. I'll find something. I have my own business, and that's yep. the same thing I do. I have you multiple know, buckets of income coming if you, in. If you call me and say, listen, i got a family emergency. I, I can't have you here today. Can I please reschedule this installation? No problem. Sure. You know? 
I mean, a lot of my business was word of mouth. That's why I would talk to the customer. But there were, don't get me wrong, there were times like with Jerry's, yeah, Bob, they can't, they'd call me because they'd call the store. Yep. I didn't have a store. I never had a storefront. Yep. Okay. Me and you, have, I have a, I, what you're saying resonates with me because I've had my own, I have my own business and mm-hmm. I do actually commercial real estate photography. And uh, I have, mul- I, uh, we do 900 shoots this year. And uh, so it's basically nine, 900 mm-hmm. jobs last year we did. But it wasn't all with that same person. We had multiple people from multiple different companies mm-hmm. because we, we needed multiple buckets of income just like you. Yeah. It, re- it resonates. So question for you as we're, as we're wrapping up here. So how did you get here? Um, again, I, uh, I have to say something about D- David Messier yep. is a very, very good friend of mine. Sure. I've known him since the seventh grade. Um, his brothers, Richard and Gene, taught me the floor cover business. Okay. I basically learned um, not to defy the two of them, but I did, you know, carpet with, a lot of carpet with Richard. <laughs> I can't count that eye. And uh, linoleum was Gene. Yep. You know, Gene, and that's, you know, that, that was kind of like that, you know, because, you know, you can do a kitchen alone. You can do a bathroom alone. You know what I mean? And Gene used to work alone a lot. But I went along to learn that trade, you know, and help out, you know, pick up scraps and stuff like that, you know, spread some glue. You know what I mean? But yeah, I um, I have to say about David how I got here to answer your question. I want to say one more thing. When I was 16 years old, we were laying on the hood of my Mustang. The Mustang. 69 nice. Mach One. Yeah, first with my first car. Yeah, pearl That's white. That's a nice first car. Pearl white, and uh, paint job was like two and two and a half weeks old when I bought it. Yeah. Paid eight hundred and seventy-five dollars for that car. Imagine Holy that. Holy crap! And this thing had a three ninety. That's amazing. Four yeah, speed, yeah. you know, you know, traction bars. It had the whole nine. And uh, we're sitting on the hood, leaning against the windshield, drinking Miller uh, seven ounce, yeah. an eight pack. And I had three of those because they talked me into it. And I was like, oh, God, yeah, I don't want. But peer pressure. Come on, Bob. You're not gonna have another beer. What's the matter with you? Come on, we're drinking beers. Come on. You know, okay, but do another one. Do another. I could not wait to get off the hood of that car to run to the backyard to the side of that garage to fake taking a leak, excuse my expression, and I projected vomited about 15 feet. Really? And I didn't touch beer for a long time. Yeah, after yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, and then when I did get, you know, like, like my, my, I told you, my brother came to see me in 91. Like, pal, you know, you're drinking four to my one. You know what I mean? And um, it's true. I mean, I just got like a... Satan worked right on my taste buds. Yeah. I lo- it was like steak. It was like a serpent turf, a lobster yeah, yeah. steak. You know what I mean? And um, I, uh, I regret it. But how I got here was David. David, I called David on um, the 8th of January. And I said to him, you know, this is that. I'm running out of money. I'm in a hotel. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he said to me, Bob, you know what you got to do. He said, you need to get to 627 Cranston Street in Providence, Rhode Island, the, the rescue mission, Providence Rescue Mission, and they'll take you in. He said, and I'm telling you, if you're serious, it'll work. I am, so I can't wait to call him because when you come here for 30 days, you know, you, you kind of like, you know, lock down, they will, you know, to keep your you know, mind on what you're doing instead of phone calls yeah. and, you know, people coming to see you, you know what I mean? No, no, no. So when I get a chance coming up, another week or whatever, I'm going to call David. And let him know I, you know, I am here. That's awesome. You know what I mean? I finally listened to you. You know what I and mean? The funny thing, you were saying the, the ironic thing is, isn't he a director of a, home, of a shelter? 
Oh yeah, I'm not director. Um, I I'm not really. I know he he knows this this holy Bible. Yep. Like um, you know a camera. Yeah. Like I know floor cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Times ten. That's awesome. You know, if I've ever had a question, if I had um, uh, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, whoever shall believe it in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I've had that in my head since I was fourteen years old. Yep. And um, I was at a, I forget where I was at a club one night, and uh, some guy said something about, uh, you know, the Book of John, and um, uh, you know, when I talked to him a few minutes, I knew the man wasn't really heavily educated on the Bible because he had no idea what I was talking about when I said there's 66 books in the Bible. Why are you picking on John? You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that was a good answer, a good question. Yeah. And because um, the guy, you know, he was like talking. Not, not the truth. Let's put it politely that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sharing that with Dave, you know. And Dave's like, oh, no, no, he meant to say this, this, and this, because that's what happened, you know. If you read the scripture, that's what happened. This is, you know, this was this. Yeah, and yeah, that. yeah. But Dave knows it, handed, you know, I'm telling you, he's got it. He's got it. And thank God that I listened to him. Thank God I know, you know, I'm a friend of his. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, he is basically the one that got me here, David Messier. Yep, and he works in uh, the mission in Redding, California. Um, he's got a beautiful wife, Mary, and um, they got you know. Supposedly, I've, I've never seen it, but a nice house. Nice. And um, they got Philip, and I think it's Sarah, his daughter. Oh, I feel bad. I can't remember her name. <laughs> He'll kill me if he ever hears this. <laughs> but no, I can. Um, no, um, I think it is Sarah. But yeah. anyway. Um, uh, they just, um, they, they, they've got it, you know, he's, Dave's got it. I mean, he is so dedicated. Mm. He really is, you know, and, um, he's constantly, uh, preaching, teaching and, you know, like, you know, he's, he's just, uh, a walking disciple. There you go. Yeah. There you go. He's a walking disciple. I mean, awesome. this is a discipleship program that I'm in. But he's a disciple. That's I'm sorry. Awesome. Yeah. So before we end, one more question for you. Um, where do you see yourself in two, three months from here? Like, what, are you, what are you hoping to see changed about you? <clears throat> I, first of all, um, I really, really want, I, I'm, I'm, I pray and beg God to make me stay here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to complete this program. I want to finally complete. Well, I completed the Salvation Army back a long time ago. Yep. But that was that was three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a walk in the park. Um, you know, I, and really, it's just a walk in the park. Three months. That's nothing. Um, I need a lifetime of yeah, yeah, sobriety. Yeah. You know, the rest of my life. What what I've got left of it, yep. and should have had a lot more. But um, what I want to accomplish is, I want my driver's license back. Yeah. I want my surgeries done, um, I um, and I'm worried about that, but that's that's okay. You know, sure. that's it, it's in God's hands. Yeah, um, I'm sure He'll guide me through it, and um, I just want my life back. And when I leave here, I want to leave to an apartment, and um, you know, there's a few irons in the fire per se, but you know, I want this, I want the sobriety down at least a year nice. before I think about you know leaving this place. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Bobby, for coming today. It was thank, a great, thank, great yeah. story. And I love how God's working in your life. Oh, amen. You know, without the Lord Jesus, 
I wouldn't have a pulse or a heartbeat. That's trust me. you know, and that's what's awesome. And I love the fact that you're wanting to change, mm-hmm. and the fact that you're, you know, turning to God for that. Yep. But oh, definitely. Yep. <laughs> All right, but guys. What were you gonna say? Thank you, Mike, for having me. No worries. You were great. I, I love your story. Yep. All right, guys. Well, this is Mike. We are the Shelter. We tell stories of redeemed, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, guys.